Y'all just kind of hang out and don't leave. Yeah, just stay here. He's awesome. He's awesome. But we can get into that, can't we? He's mighty, provider, all of that stuff. Don't you think he is that? Why do you think the world doesn't believe that in the majority? Why do you think this is an assumption, try this on for size, that far too many in the church world has lost that, that firm conviction of belief? Why do you think that is? It's a good indication in Revelation, the second and third chapter, what happened there in the seven churches. Seven churches, one lukewarm, the other, the other lost your first love. How do you do that? You see in the book of Acts, at the beginning of the book of Acts, you see the scaredy cat, Peter, who stands and preaches one of the great messages. And the reason he came right out of the fire. When you preached in that day, you preached putting your life on the line. You'd get to visit a jail or two, and it wouldn't be you get to leave when you wanted to. You were there. I guess uh, tonight is the supernatural perspective, and it is the story where Peter meets the beggar. And that story really stirred me. And what I want to do, I'm going to sing in the presence of Jehovah. You say you sing that song all the time. That's right. Because that's where I think we need to be. I'm going to ask you in your heart of hearts just to let the Holy Spirit speak to you. I'm going to ask you to just lay yourself on the altar and just tell Jesus what it is that you need. I don't want to slip into the ritualistic routine. I just really want us to be that lady with the issue of blood who pressed so wonderfully into Jesus that she touched the hem of his garment. So we just kind of kind of switch from he's awesome, he's provider. That's great. Come on, everybody, put your hands together. I want to hit a different vein. And while we're singing this song, sing it with us. Just close your eyes. going to camp here a few minutes.
remember a number of years ago in the old building there were three different uh, men three different individuals and it was a service in which you could sense and feel an exceptional presence of God's power you just knew that it was a special time and I went to each one of them as God directed my heart and I prayed over them and I challenged them. I challenged them to really come on and give their heart to Jesus. I challenged them to really step to the plate because the three of them came from backgrounds that was not a church background. They were good old boys. But they had been coming to church for probably a year. And God was beginning to melt their heart. And one by one as I talked with them that was the same service that night that in the old building I saw the presence and the image of an angel I tri almost tripped and stepped over him because it scared me to death and I'd never been exposed to that I believe in angels I don't worship angels I believe that they do exist and that night it was just you know the old expression it was so thick you could cut it with a knife. And I said to those three individuals, tonight is a determining destiny for you. Tonight is a night that God is really reaching out. Not one of the three. Not one of the three. humbled their heart and came to Jesus one lost a family members due to suicide the other has gone through two divorces and head to a third the other individual has had strife in his life ever since then well are you saying if we miss God I'm saying that there are those special moments that God speaks to us that is a crossroads you see God is a loving God you believe that he's a loving God but he's jealous he's jealous and tonight in my prayer time and before the service I, I'm just I'm asking the Lord God would you just in Jesus name one person one person let it be their night in the presence of are mended 
If you need healing, you know that you can believe God for a miracle tonight. Come right here. I'm going to anoint you with oil. Believe God for you. you. Come on right now. Just come on right now. Just come on right now. Don't even wait. Not even going to wait. You come on now. Come on, everybody. Thank you, Jesus. My Prince of Peace, Come on, leadership. Yeah, anoint. Go ahead. You leaders that are here, come on down. Come on, let's pray. Hearts of men in troubles. the glory and the honor. Lord, we lift our hands in worship as we lift your holy name. You deserve the glory and the honor. 
deserve the glory. We worship you, Lord. You deserve the glory and the honor. We're going to keep going here. You guys get you a plethora of songs like that back there, okay? So who is it that's here that you knew you should have come, but you didn't? You see, who is it that should have come, but you didn't? And what was it that held you back? You just may be the one that God promised me that he would touch you. You see, sometimes it's not pride that gets in our way. It might be fear. Or it could be that the enemy may say to you, well, your need is not that important, and it'll work out. Can I tell you something? That in the presence of the supernatural, the only thing that matters is obedience. 
In the matter of crisis, the only thing that matters is the voice of authority in the midst of crisis. In the midst of turmoil, the only thing that matters is the voice of truth. And I'm telling you the truth. If you should have been here and you weren't, it's important that you come. And we're going to give you one more opportunity here in a minute. And just stay with me, guys. <laughs> the joy that is absent, that is hidden, the joy that you so desire, the joy that you emanate is not true joy. It's not joy that is manifested in the deep well of your heart. As a result, you're anemic, and you need the anointing that brings the joy from the deep well into your life. Do not be afraid and do not fear, for understand the same God who created you, the same one who has redeemed you, the same one who stirs you is touching you. Allow his presence, allow his anointing, allow his word to be the guidance of your heart and your spirit and be healed in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Peter and John in Acts, the book of Acts, stay with me guys. Peter and John, they don't know why John was with Peter, but they knew that they went in pairs. It is the, where the beggar was. There's a little bit of disagreement in the, uh, not in the scripture, but in tradition as to which gate, but the majority agree it was the Eastern gate in which the people poured in. The Eastern gate is where the beggar was. If you were a beggar, it was three o'clock in the afternoon. It's when they offered the sacrifices. And if you were a beggar, not by being a professional beggar, but you were a beggar because you were born crippled. You, you learned the routine. Someone had to pick this man up and take him to the gate and set him down. But he wasn't the only one there. There were a lot of them there. And they all did the same thing. Every time they had the 3 o'clock time in which they brought sacrifices, Peter and John walked in, and of course they're fresh out of the fire. They believed that that God can, through Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit, do anything. Surely there were those that said to Peter, no doubt, what happened to you, man? I mean, here you are, you're reduced to a, you're reduced to a, an apostle. You reduced yourself to a, a man that declares Jesus Christ. I mean, is that what you've come down to? And they come through in that gate, and they walk, of course, to where the beggar was with all the beggars and and for some reason or another it was it was God but way back in Isaiah it says that the day will come when the lame and the beggars will be healed way back in Isaiah so Peter who's fresh filled up on anointing believes that Jesus can do anything believes that God can do anything the believes that the anointing of the Holy Spirit in and through his life can do anything he looked at that beggar not as a beggar. He looked at that beggar as an opportunity. Wow. And when his eyes met eyes with the beggar, the beggar looked at him and then twitched and turned away. Peter said, no. Look at me. Look at me. 
Don't turn away. Look at me. I know what you want, but I know what you need. And that's when he said, as he saw the need that was great, he felt the anointing of God and the Holy Spirit upon him to meet that need. I look into our world today, it's pregnant with need, it's pregnant with anxiety. It's pregnant with unruliness. It's pregnant with weariness. It's pregnant with children not obedient to parents. It's pregnant with parents who are raising their children, not in relationship, but just give you an electronic device and let them spend hours on it. That way, you don't have to cause them to behave because they're in there. Raising a generation that doesn't understand relationship. Raising families today that doesn't understand what it means to be together in one mind, one spirit, and one accord. That beggar represented all of that. And Peter looked at him and said, the things that you're trying is not working. You need silver and gold. You see, Peter was fresh out of silver and gold because the church had just gotten together and brought all their assets together and put it in one pot. Now, you'd have to be totally baptized in the Holy Spirit to bring all your possessions and put it in one pot, wouldn't you say? If I were to say as a church, folks, the members of our church, I'm telling you, bring everything you got. Bring your paycheck down here every Friday and put it in the account, and then we'll distribute what you need every single week. You'd say, he's lost his mind. I'm not going to do that. But you know, when you, when you have the flow of the Holy Spirit and you have that kind of unity, it's easy to get rid of things that you hold as your possession and to give it away and let Jesus flow in and through you. So he said, silver and gold, have I none? You've been getting that for years. But such as I have. I give to you. I think about the church today. And I think as I read and as I travel and as I listen and as I talk to preachers, it seems like far too many churches, their reservoir of the deep resources of God is running low. The level to believe that he can still heal the brokenness of heart and still heal the beggars. The the reality is, but with every single miracle, there are acts of obedience that has to take place. There are acts of absolutely trust in God. I believe it. One of the great things of pastoring today in today's church, in the culture in which we live, is what do we have to do to keep them coming back? What do we have to do not to make it too hard? What do we have to do in order to, to bring to the understanding that we just kind of go with the flow? And I don't, I don't know that that's God's idea because the church never was created for you or me. The church was created for him. Come on now. And so my prayer is in this simple message. Peter 
wanted to elevate the name of Jesus, such as I have given unto you in the name of Jesus. The Jews were still hooked in tradition. They were, they, were, they were trying to run it both ways. Some still hang on to the temple and still hang on to this newfound faith that we have in Jesus Christ. Peter said, I, I want you to know, I want to use a name that is much higher than the governor's name. The high priest of the synagogue and the temple in Jesus' name. 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 Rise up and walk. You see, all the things we do, the programs and the praise and the worship, and all the facility, everything. But you know what? If we don't believe at the end of the day, it's all about Jesus. We're missing the mark. Well, he has the power to heal and to anoint and redeem. He will not be denied. That's why that we see in foreign countries that God is saving people by the tens of thousands. Because they don't have a culture where everything is met. They don't have a home to run back to. They don't have a fine air-conditioned place to run back to. They left nothing. But when they came to some of the crusades that we have, they found Jesus. And Jesus touched them. And their faith is real. The beggar, Peter reached out, which was an act of faith. When he said, in the name of Jesus, rise up. He reached his hand out. Here's what the Bible says happened. For the first time in the life of that cripple, he jumped straight up. In other words, left. In other words, it was just like a, 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 a jack in the box. If you read one verse, just like a jack, just like that. And began to dance around, began to run around. They're already at the temple. He runs in and out of the temple. Somebody said he's crazy. No, he's healed. He's healed. He's anointed. And he's saying, they did it. They did it. They did it. They did it. Peter begins to explain, I didn't do it. He did. The one you crucified that I told you early on in my message that you beat up, that you denied, that you chanted crucify him, he did it. But listen, friend, he's not going to be crucified again. He's going to be glorified. And he's here. Amen. He's here. Sing this song again. If you need to come and you didn't come, or you didn't know you needed to come the first time, but you say, now nah, I think I need to come, that's what's going to happen. It's just about him. You just, you, just, you just come on down. See what God will do. Here we go. Jesus.
So what is the takeaway of tonight? The takeaway is this, that we have to get back to believing. We have to get back to believing that Jesus at any given time has the power to heal. And we have to be careful that we don't get caught in a rut. That we have to be careful of what we grumble and murmur about. And that we have to be careful that we don't follow culture. I mean, follow culture, follow culture to the degree that we allow culture to dictate to us. I, believe, I understand all that. I understand that. But we have to determine what the priority of God. That will break through and bring us a mighty move of the Holy Spirit. Easter is two weeks away from today. Do all you can to bring individuals into the house of God. God's going to be, is real and going to be real. 
and divinely anointing going to heal. My prayer is break the yoke of bondage off the lives of those who don't even know they need to get saved. Amen? That it will happen and that you leave here tonight saying, well, that was unusual. Well, what's wrong with that? You know, if you want the usual, then you missed it tonight. I'm believing God to minister in a special way. Would you stand? Holy Spirit of God, let divine unction and anointing rest over all of us. Lead us, guide us. Let us come with an expectancy on Wednesday night back on this campus. Who knows what happened might happen on Wednesday night. Last Wednesday night, Revelation 17, 18, and 19. And God, you came down in a phenomenal way. And then, God, you have the power next Sunday as we committed to you and the next Sunday, next Sunday being Palm Sunday. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I pray that every person that comes on this campus next week, God will fill the divine unction of the Holy Spirit. May a prayer be in this place. May the anointing be so real and so powerful that when we come in, we can't do anything but praise the name of Jesus Christ. We exalt you and we declare victory by the authority of your word. Amen. Now, if you still need prayer, some of us are going to hang around down here. We'll pray for you. Here's how we're going to end on this song right here. God bless you. Thank, have, have I taken the offering yet? I did. I just want to always be sure. Okay. I don't want to miss God. Amen. Here we go. God bless you, everybody. Thanks for being here.